legend. London in the 1960s. Ron Cray was a one-man London mob. Bloodthirsty, illogical and funny. But once in a lifetime do you meet a street-fighting man like Reg Cray. Detective Superintendent Leonard Nipper-Reed and Constable Scott watch Reg exchange pleasantries with his elderly neighbours. Nipper says East Enders won't talk to a policeman, but they'll kiss a gangster. Reg sees Frank's sister Frances has a sherbet lemon. Reg takes it and crunches. She says you should wait for the sherbet. Reg says patience doesn't get you what you want, then asks her out. Ron had been sentenced to three years in prison for grievous bodily harm. Then he was certified insane and remanded to a mental hospital. Big Pat Connolly threatens to cripple a top psychiatrist. The psychiatrist testifies that Ronald Cray possesses possibly the soundest mind he's seen in 26 years of psychiatric practice. To keep Ron there would be a waste of public resources. He later tells Reg Ron should take stematol tablets twice daily. Reg takes Francis to his nightclub, where frightening East End boxers mix with celebrities. Then Reg learns Jack the Hat McVitie sold some pills on the side. Reg attacks McVitie and threatens his life. Reg learns Francis wants to leave the East End. Reg loves Bethnal Green, but denies being a gangster. He likes the money and the respect of being a club owner. The Cray's main rivals were the Richardsons of South London. Cray soldier McLean's hanging upside down, connected to electricity, in a warehouse with ten men. McLean won't talk, so George Cornell feeds him electricity, making his flesh smoke. Cornell bounces Reg off his car bonnet. Then a van comes crashing through the wall, destroying tables and chairs where Charlie and Eddie Richardson are eating. The Richardsons want a truce. They want to meet at the Pig and Whistle pub. At the pub, Mike Jobber says the Richardsons were unexpectedly engaged. The half-dozen Richardson soldiers are there instead. Ron's furious the Richardsons aren't using guns. A gun-toting Ron calls it a waste of time and storms off. Reg has knuckle-dusters. Ron returns with hammers and inside seconds the Richardson gang's on the floor. Charlie Richardson was sentenced to 25 years for fraud, extortion and assault. Cray's accountant, Leslie Payne, says DeFay's Knightsbridge Casino, Esmeralda's Barn, 
earned £24,000 in the last three months. The craze will buy it. Ruling London involved intelligence and intimidation. The trick was to cultivate a quiet certainty that, should it be needed, violence would be happily applied. Payne says Las Vegas is all legal and mafia run. Mayor Lansky's already interested in London. The Americans are likely to discover that up-and-coming local firm finance them, then franchise the city. Lansky representative Angelo Bruno says his group owns Las Vegas. Lansky thinks the craze could help ensure the physical security of his London property. Reg says the craze can do Bruno's security. Reg is offered a briefcase of US currency and a briefcase containing stolen bearer bonds. Esmeralda's barn made £2,000 a week profit, but Ron yearned for Reg and the darker side of gangland. The last six months of Reg's sentence was on appeal, but it was denied. In prison, five guards are vindictively and savagely beating Reg Cray. A barely breathing Reg is then dragged to his cell. He takes a guard's cuffs and attaches him to the bars before getting his own back. Francis wants Reg to go straight. She's never loved anybody before, but she loves Reg. He loves her too. Francis asks if love can protect people. At Esmeralda's barn, Ron goes on the mic. He calls the audience flash and superficial and dripping in synthetic opulence. He makes an off-colour joke and drops the mic. Reg throws sherbet lemons at Francis' window. He shins up the drainpipe and asks her to marry him. Francis says yes, on condition they'll live free and above board. Reg and Francis find Esmeralda's barn empty. Reg asks Ron what he's playing at. Francis appeals to Reg, but Ron offers her abuse. She says Ron's miserable life will consume him. Ron calls her very damaged, so Reg wants an apology. Ron sexually insults Francis, and Reg throws Ron through a table. The twins fight for the very first time, and Francis leaves. Later, Francis says Ron was awful to her. Reg says if Ron doesn't take his tablets, he's a nightmare. Reg spent the last six months thinking about nothing but Francis. She forgives him. Ron, Mad Teddy Smith and Les are guests of Lord Boothby, a distinguished member of the House of Lords. Boothby was soon a guest at Ron's flat. There's an ice bucket with five bottles of champagne and porn projected onto a wall. 
Superintendent Cummings shows Prime Minister Harold Wilson orgy photos. Wilson recognises Bob Boothby and Tom Dryberg, learning they were taken at gangster Ron Cray's flat. The police are tracking fraud, protection rackets, and potentially also the American Mafia. Wilson says the elections are in ten weeks. They'll vote out both sides of the house. Reg makes the baronet's son owner of the West End club hideaway, Hugh McGowan, agree to sell the club. Ron was against it, so sent Teddy round. McGowan pleads that he signed the contract with Reg. With one arm, Teddy sweeps all the drinks on the bar onto the floor. McGowan calls the police. Reg and Ron were charged with extortion. Francis says only if Reg is innocent and acquitted will she marry him. Otherwise, she never wants to see him again. Teddy takes a damning photo of Boothby with Ron and Les, which ends up in the papers. The Great and the Good engineered a cover-up, publishing Lord Boothby's unqualified apology. The Old Bailey judge dismisses the case. The Crays held their celebration party at McGowan's club, which Reg had bought that afternoon. On Francis and Reg's wedding day, Francis's mum is wearing black. Ron asks what Reg sees in Francis. Reg sees himself and what he could be. He's only afraid of himself and of Ron. During the service, Mrs. Shea refuses to sing, even though Ron commands her to. Payne says there's an inherent threat in the one commanding syllable, Cray. It's the only word some need to hear. Cray is a brand, and an established reputation needs less maintenance, less violence. Ron says he likes violence. Payne says they should look to the future. Ron attacks Payne, wanting him dead. Payne knows too much about the craze. Ron is sitting next to a security guard, bloodied recently by George Cornell. Ron wants £2,000 to kill Cornell. Soon, the bloodied man agrees to pay. Ron walks into the blind beggar pub and executes Cornell. Ron then has tea at his mum's house. Reg arrives, saying it's on the radio. Whenever Violet goes into the kitchen, talk returns to murders. Reg politely accepts cake, then says Ron's clothes must be burned and the gun tossed in the river. The witnesses must be lent on. Reg tells Francis his loyalty for Ron is how he measures himself, then finds pills in Francis' handbag. She blames Reg. Reg says so in order for everyone to be free, they all have to be on their own. 
Frances sees her birthday sports car with the top down in the rain, getting ruined. She tries the roof. Reg drunkenly insults her, then wrenches the roof apart. She slaps him, so Reg beats and rapes her. Reg tells Frances to come home. She says she wants him to remember she existed, that she once walked beside him. Reg says loving her is the only thing that holds him together. Reg wants to take her anywhere. Francis says Ibiza, then later successfully overdoses. Ron wants McVitie to kill Payne, offering £1,000. Payne answers the door to McVitie, who produces a gun but hesitates. Payne's shot in the thigh and McVitie drives off. Nipper visits Payne in hospital who says he wants his wife and children's safety guaranteed. At a party, Reg is waiting for McVitie. He arrives and Reg smashes his drink on the floor. McVitie says it's not his fault Frances killed herself. Reg puts a gun to McVitie's head, daring him to repeat Frances's name. He does so, but the gun misfires. Reg finds a knife and stabs McVitie to death. Ron asks why Reg did that. Reg whispers because he can't kill Ron, no matter how much he wants to. Reg spent 33 years in prison for killing Jack McVitie. He was released from prison on compassionate grounds, eight weeks before his death from cancer on October 1st, 2000. He was 66 years old. Ron Cray was found guilty of the murder of George Cornell. He was recertified insane and remained in Broadmoor Mental Hospital until his death from a heart attack on March 17, 1995. Starring Tom Hardy, Emily Browning, Taron Egerton, rated 18, directed by Brian Helgeland, released in the UK 2015, runtime 2 hours 12 minutes.